If one simply looks, they will see numerous examples over the past 200 years where various groups of powerful leaders, military groups, and influencers have dreamed of developing their utopian idea of a new world order. At times, some of these more dangerous leaders have actually tried to manifest this dream of theirs by force. But is our generation facing circumstances different from those highlighted by history that position today's crafty, scheming global leaders to finally usher in an unstoppable new world order? Does the rapture of the church actually help or hinder this new world? Today's guests are here to answer these questions and more right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Skywatch TV. Two brand new works from Defender Publishing are the subject of discussion today, but before we dive into that, let me introduce who's in-house. He's a prolific researcher, writer with a master's degree in biblical archaeology, the director of the Psalm 19 Astronomy Project, and the co-host of the popular Prophecy Watchers television program. Please welcome Mr. Mondo Gonzalez. He's the author of countless best-selling books that have been distributed into the hundreds of thousands of copies worldwide and a dear friend of not only our ministry, but my family as well, Mr. Terry James. He's a Bible teacher with a Master of Divinity degree from Talbot University, retired financial business analyst, and valuable voice in biblical prophecy. Please welcome Jonathan Brentner. Today we continue our series on two new works from Defender Publishing. Let me introduce those to you now. First, New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty by Terry James and Pete Garcia, accompanied by the brand new book, Cancel This, What Today's Church Can Learn from the Bad Guys of the Bible by Jonathan Brentner. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for week two of this fabulous discussion on the new world order and cancel culture. And all of this tends to collide at the same time. We're seeing this play out in the news. We're seeing this play out worldwide. We're seeing the threat of World War III, the nervousness around banks holding onto money, the, the concern that there could be a run on banks, people pulling their money and buying precious metals like gold and silver. Others may be prepping food. Some feel they're not ready to prep for some event that they're not sure is even coming. Various podcasters are being labeled conspiracy theorists that are daring to talk about some of these things while other news outlets are telling you it's going to be fine, these are normal times, and the president of the United States is coherent. I want to get back into the discussion, though, the idea of a new world order. Terry, we talked last week about the Great Reset. We talked a bit about what banks are doing and, and again, some of the concerns that I just outlined. People are very nervous. They feel like there's this foreboding event or series of events that is unfolding now, some of which we can see the symptoms of, but there tends to be this feeling that there are things being manifested maybe by malevolent forces being done behind the scenes to set us up for what? The arrival of a new world order. Now in your book, New World Order, Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty, in chapter six, you talk about Luciferianism and zeitgeist which of course, for those unfamiliar with the word zeitgeist, means the spirit of the age. Let's talk about what this means to the closing hours 
of this age of grace. John uh, the Apostle in 1 John chapter 4 talked about the Antichrist. The Antichrist spirit was alive then and indicated through his prophetic bent that it was going to become even greater as time progressed. Certainly we've come to that point that uh, the spirit of Antichrist is with us. And um, I think we, we've, we've seen it uh, develop over the just the recent past, I think. Uh, most people, even in the church, don't, don't really see it. They can't really understand this spirit that is pervading this world. But I think that's the reason it's so important for Christians to get into Bible prophecy, to read their Bible thoroughly, and to pray on things because they can see, then have discernment. You know, Jesus said, you know, when he came, that the Judaizers could not see the time of his arrival. And uh, he, he chastised them for that, criticized them for that. And I think the same could be said for Christians today. As this uh, spirit of um, this zeitgeist, this uh, spirit of the age is upon us. I think the reason that's so important to consider is, now, this is Terry James talking, and I know there's a lot of controversy here, and but I want to bring it into this because I bring it into this book. I brought it into Pete's in my previous book. And that is, I believe that when the rapture occurs, and this is something, again, that uh, the spirit of Antichrist fights against, within, even within the church, I think, that, that there's going to be a rapture. The way things have ramped up, that it's going to come to a point that God is going to say enough is enough. I believe at that moment, every child in this world, below the age of, age of accountability, is going to go to be with Christ. Mm. I think God's going to make a statement then about when life begins. He's going to make a statement about this whole spirit, this zeitgeist of the Antichrist who has come against the children. And, uh, you know, that, that's, just, that's just one particular element of this whole age of Antichrist that really affects me and, and you know, really tears at my spirit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think that uh, now there's a lot within the seminaries that don't believe that's going to happen. Talk about chaos. Mm. It's going to be chaos magnified a million times over. So that's the kind of the, the way I look at the spirit of Antichrist and what's happening presently. And you know, Joe, um, that was one of the other parts of this book that I just really love. There's so much meat in there on the bone that it's hard to pick, mm -hmm. you know, what's the best parts of the book. But this whole issue of both with the zeitgeist, the spirit of the age, but also the war on children, which is something, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. that is very much on our mind. We're going to be talking about it even more uh, later this year, but I think Terry's on to something. It could be even expediting the nearness of the rapture so. uh, as a result of our war on the most innocent, our yeah. war on children. Now, zeitgeist, the spirit of the age, also implies uh, geopolitics, uh, global uh, affairs. And right now, you can hardly look anywhere, Mondo, that you don't see Bible prophecy like literally unfolding. I mean, just recently, you know, you have Vladimir Putin, head of the kings of the East, right? China, Z, going to meet with Putin uh, and talking about the formation of a new world order and their agreement to work together against the efforts of the United States of America. During this period of the age where you have a weak American president, it makes it even more likely that we could be facing a nuclear conflagration. But all of these are identified in the Bible. Right. Uh, you, you know, when you, like Ezekiel 38, I mean, you're talking about Gog, Magog, right? Rosh, uh, rising up with uh, uh, Libya. And Iran is playing a role in this part. Maybe they initiate it with their first nuke, which they don't put into storage, right? So, yeah, 
Line by line, item by item, people need this new world order book because it'll help them put into perspective why these alignments of nations, which were biblically forecast to do exactly what they're doing right now, actually leads us into a time of great tribulation, arrival of Antichrist. But thankfully, Terry, ultimately the second coming of Jesus Christ and the millennial reign. Yeah, make everything right. Some of what we're seeing unfold, too, can only be possible because of the advancement of technology. And then one of the elephants in the room, in my view, is AI. Mm -hmm. What will be coming down the pike imminently in terms of pornography? If people think they're grappling now, um, that's a whole other show. But, but, But even how worlds communicate, countries communicate, the expedited manner by which they can exchange information, plot and scheme. Mm -hmm. If Al-Qaeda had had the kind of technology that we have today back during pre-9-11, to be able to coordinate and to text in real time, can you imagine? Revelation, Terry, outlines some technologies that have stumped mankind for millennia. But by the same token, we seem to be quickly approaching a time when the world may actually surpass the technology outlined in Scripture. Do you think that this speaks to the proximity of the rapture, or could technology far outpace what is outlined in Revelation, despite maybe its lack of mention? How could people back in the day have ever imagined that you could see the two dead dead Jewish uh, evangelists, Revelation, uh, who have been preaching, and the Antichrist is finally able to kill them, and they see them lying in the streets of Jerusalem, uh, and then on the third day they rise, and they rise into heaven. How is everyone in the world going to see that, but the Bible says they are. How could all of these things happen? Well, the technology has developed, of course. We often hear, too, about Christ's return. Everybody's going to see him. I don't think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a supernatural thing. Uh, for example, um, is the Antichrist and the false prophet possibly Nephilim? <laughs> you know, could they be? Because they're both thrown into the lake of fire without trial, without going before the white throne and so forth. But it's interesting that, um, that uh, we're going to see all these things develop, and I believe we're going to see things really ramp up in this next, uh, next few months. Well, and already is. You mentioned, I think, in the first show, the whole Fed now, uh, which is a new form of uh, being able to handle money digitally, and everybody is saying it's their first step towards the uh, digital currency, right. which Joe Biden, of course, is pushing for. Uh, but as far as technology, I mean, we're 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 approaching very near to what people call the technological singularity, meaning that there is a moment in time in which technology is going to go vertical, and it's going to change so rapidly, so quickly, including the creation of a hive mind and a singularity mind. Maybe that's Antichrist. Maybe they're giving life to the image of the beast. But that technology is coming. And the world's experts in this now, you know, Ray Kurzweil famously said the technological singularity would be here by 2045. But now you have people that are on the tech front saying it could be within a decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used, in my new book that I'm working on right now that I won't tell the name of yet, (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I had uh, part of a chapter written by Chet GPT. 4.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, you would not know that a scholar had not written this in terms of how well it's done, the grammar, the diction, uh, the theological soundness of it, because I asked it to write it from a conservative Christian evangelical point of view. And it's kind of a little bit of a surprise in the book because at the end I say, guess who wrote the above paragraph? I gotcha. Yeah. So, so you see that it almost more to illustrate the point within the book 
Yeah. I just want to clarify that for the audience. Tom yeah. is not farming his books no, out no, to no, AI, no, no. talking <laughs> about don't utilize AI. Yeah. No. Just, just want that to be clear. It's more of a thought exercise. Yeah. It is, and a lot of people, you know, are yeah. talking about ChatGPT right now and all that. But then the the newer versions of it that are yeah. uh, on the horizon. This idea that at some point. Artificial intelligence is going to reach sentience. It's going yep. to believe mm -hmm. that it is an I am that I am, right? right. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've produced documentary films on this and other things where we've, uh, you know, we've interviewed some of the world's leading tech experts on this. The guy that used to run the uh, Artificial Brain Institute for China is in our documentary film uh, talking about how in that moment when tech singularity arrives, this mind is going to be, he said, billions of billions of times faster and smarter than every Einstein that has ever lived combined. And if you think that you're going to just reach over and unplug it from the wall, it will have pre-outthought <laughs> everything you could even imagine about how you're going to turn it off. And then what he says is it's going to lead to gigadeath, giga war, yeah. billions of people dead. And furthermore, that this thing will be lucky if it doesn't just consider us to be a pest yeah, or the sure. uh, of extermination. Oh, sure. And so when you read some of the stuff in the Bible, you know, these hybrid entities coming up out of the ground and all this stuff that's happening, you have to wonder if technology might not be playing a role towards a Luciferian end game. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure that you know how you can get copies of these incredible works in the brand new Final Agenda Super Collection. And stay with us to the end of today's program when we give you just a sneak preview of the coming Judgments DVD featuring Jonathan Brentner, Pete Garcia, and Terry James. Watch this. With a global one-world cabal rising, it is time for the remnant of God to prepare spiritually for what is coming like never before. Skywatch TV is proud to announce the Final Agenda Super Collection. When you order the Final Agenda Super Collection from the SkywatchTVStore.com, you'll receive the brand new book by Terry James and Pete Garcia, New World Order, Worlds in Collision, and the Rebirth of Liberty. This groundbreaking new book puts on full display all the telltale signs of the impending collapse of Western civilization that are all around us. From the out-of-control national debt, corruption at every level of government, cities suffering from rampant crime and lawlessness, the intentional sabotage of Western education systems and the growing potential for nuclear world war. New World Order also navigates the globalist agenda to merge ancient paganism into modern technology to excise God's created order via the Great Reset and explains how individuals can and need to confront all these issues head on. But that's not all. When you order the Final Agenda Super Collection, you'll also receive Jonathan Brittner's brand new book, Cancel This. This incredible new work from acclaimed author Jonathan Brittner takes a zoomed-in look at precisely what we as Christians can learn from colorful characters throughout the Bible that are often thought of as bad guys. Cancel This examines what led to their disastrous decision-making and total lack of sound judgment that would ultimately bring total destruction to their lives. By exploring these historical biblical accounts, we ourselves can learn profound lessons about how to avoid the same anger, bitterness, greed, pride, unforgiveness, and even the desire for vengeance in 
today's toxic cancel culture and as a total bonus each chapter of cancel this concludes with thought-provoking questions organized in a way that can help readers apply solid biblical truths in group bible studies but we're just getting started you'll also receive absolutely free while supplies last the best-selling book by terry james and contributing authors like dr thomas horn jonathan brettner bill salas pete garcia and so many more trajectory tracking the approaching tribulation storm where you'll learn why so-called woke insanity cancel culture and the mainstream media are indoctrinating our social educational and even military institutions with anti-god anti-america as founded sentiment you'll also learn about emerging topics like pandemic tidal waves catastrophic weather changes mid-east malevolence and so much more but we're still not done the final agenda super collection also includes the amazing dvd the coming judgments join terry james pete garcia and jonathan brittner as they delve into great detail on the seal trumpet and bowl judgments listed in the book of revelation this exclusive dvd also features jonathan brittner's presentation entitled hope in the rapture where you'll be shocked to find out why the thessalonians were grief-stricken regarding the rapture upon receiving the apostle paul's first letter and how you can be free from this very same trap sold separately the items in the final agenda super collection hold a retail value of 85 dollars yours right now for your donation of only 35 dollars plus shipping and handling you can scan the qr code on your screen right now using the camera app on your phone to place your order at skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the final agenda super collection today Mondo, I want to pivot over to you, and I want to remind people that you wrote the foreword to the New World Order book. We know that dystopian and apocalyptic books and movies have become very popular genres over the last 50 years. This comes as no surprise to viewers at home, I'm sure. Uh, movies like The Terminator, Hunger Games, Deep Impact, you know, these ideas that some catastrophic foreboding event is on the horizon, and then man rushes forward to defeat the armies of the robots or to to somehow blow the asteroid up to save humanity. And we seem to have almost this morbid curiosity about the possibility of an all-out world-shattering cataclysmic event. But perhaps in part at least, that's only possible because America has been relatively stable compared to much of the world since our founding in 1776. So my question is, do you think minus a civil war 170 years ago, that our perceived geopolitical durability create an even greater curiosity to the idea of the rapture, given the success of things like late great planet Earth or even like the Left Behind series? Yeah, I think that, uh, I, th I think I'll, I have one grandson, he's gonna be three next month, and I feel bad even for my daughters, I got three daughters in their early 20s. You think about how they've been raised, I mean, I'm 48, so I think about in the last 50 years, and the way that the movies, think of Marvel, think of you know, all the comic books, transhumanism as well, the influence that you have of media, social media, again, they're raised with a screen in front of them constantly. So you think about, in my mind, it, it's, life can be kind of boring. So what do you want? You want to be involved. You want to be part of this, this heroic mentality of mankind defeating the enemy. And so when you think about the ways in which the enemy is going to come, post-rapture, pre-rapture, it doesn't matter. As they shape this idea of needing a war, needing a needing to be a hero, what would a kid give today, amongst all the confusion of everything as we understand, what would they give to be a part of that? 
Would they sure. would they take a, a, an injection? Would they take CRISPR-9 to be a part of that, to be part of the heroes? So when you see the way that our culture has been very relatively stable, I think you nailed it, that when that story, when that narrative comes along, they're going to be super eager to participate in it, which we know is going to create a level of, of a lack of discernment. They're going to give themselves over. They'll be happy to join to advance. I mean, who wouldn't want some superpowers, especially if... You take a, a kid, maybe a high school kid, who's, who's bullied, who's not popular, but yet he has the opportunity to be a part of this grand narrative. Th- there's no morality anymore. They're just going to jump in because they're eager. I feel bad for our younger generation because yeah. they don't really have a chance. Yeah, and there's going to be so many... There's going to be so many social pressures to join in with the grid because uh, imagine, for instance, if you're, uh, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're in school and you're the only one in your class that doesn't have a brain uh, chip. And so these other people can bob their head and connect to the Internet and answer questions in real time. Uh, They have access to uh, downloading information into their brain about, you know, like in the Matrix, he he puts his cap on and now he knows kung fu, right, (laughs) or whatever. But imagine the poor little girl or boy that's in that class that doesn't have the brain chip and can't uh, compete Mm -hmm. with those who have been enhanced. The pressure that'll put on them, and then let's say that at home they have Christian parents that are conservative and they're resisting the technological, you know, uh, enhancement. That's only one of numerous other kinds of scenarios that you can imagine in terms of how much social pressure there's Mm -hmm. going to be to become a part of the Borg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, you think about this. This is the end times great deception, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as obvious as line up for the mark of the beast, line right. up for the new world order enhancement chip. It's going to look very much like this is the real truth. This is the greatest truth. This is the, you know, that's exactly what the spirit of Antichrist is going to propose is everything that is better for the best of mankind. With just a couple of minutes on the clock, Mondo, does the rapture of the church help or hinder the formation of the new world order? I think 100% that it helps because if you take 100 million to 300 million people out of the world, uh, even in America, let's say there was 50 million, you, you take 50 million people out of all the segments of society, again, the goal of the New World Order and the way that it's going to originate is out of chaos. And so to do that, there's no way that it couldn't help. I mean, we, we talked earlier about whether children are taken or not. That, again, that adds a whole other layer. But even, you know, again, it doesn't matter. That is going to cause a tremendous amount of disorder. And they're going to sweep in with their narrative of what it looks like, give answers for deception. Right. Absolutely. You know, we can see numerous examples over the past 200 years where one group after another has hatched schemes to plot a new world order. This is not a new idea. What do you think makes our generation, though? Because that's what a lot of people are going to be asking. We've heard about this before. We've heard about this before. What makes this generation's leaders different from those crafty, scheming men and women of the past? Because we were at the very end of the age... And Paul said, of course, evil men and seducers will grow worse and worse, and certainly we've seen that happen. So I think because we're at the very end of this age, that that makes it different. And, uh, and we see everything else developing along the lines of setting the stage for prophetic development. Yeah, and you can see the breakdown uh, even in uh, social etiquette. Uh, in ways that no generation of Americans before us have seen before. Even in Congress, can't debate with civility. You know, everybody's name-calling. Thank goodness Donald Trump never... Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That he never sent mean tweets, right? (laughs) You guys learned something today? 
Join us next week as our guests return to talk about whether or not there are actually direct correlations from the Babel account in Genesis 11 to the Great Reset and the coming of the New World Order. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're all out of time. For everybody here in studio, everybody on panel, gentlemen, thank you again for coming back. Let's do it again next week. What do you think? Yeah. Huh? I'm Joe Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a sneak peek of the coming Judgments DVD featuring Terry James, Peter Garcia, and Jonathan Brentner, available now in the Final Agenda Super Collection. Watch this. There's 21 specific uh, judgments, uh, beginning with the opening of the seven seals and then the trumpet judgments, and then that uh, feeds into the bowl judgments. So we will get into that in depth. So you're saying that these judgments are not just there for punishment, but they're also there for a more divinely pragmatic reason for there's, an, there's something to be accomplished with these. And so the title deed that you mentioned, I think that, that that's kind of key of how the environmental judgments that we see play out in some of these judgments come. Yeah, and it's to bring in the millennial kingdom, of course, and uh, Christ uh, restoring their earth, the rule and reign in Jerusalem. Uh, the co-regents and uh, the throne called the Davidic throne and God promised to uh, David and the Jewish people. So um, and Christ will of course reign supreme over the whole earth while I think David will be co-regent in a supernatural body of course over the nation Israel. Pete, I would like for you to uh, touch, if you will, get in depth like we were talking about on uh, the, the seal judgments and uh, particularly start with the seal judgment and just walk us through the seals, uh, trumpets, and the, the bowls. John is given this vision of the apocalypse, the unveiling uh, of Jesus Christ. We see in Revelation 119, Jesus gives us the outline for how to understand the book of Revelation. He said, write down the things you see, the things that are, and the things that which will come after. So really from Revelation 1 is dealing with the things John saw. He saw the resurrected Christ. Uh, he saw uh, Jesus walking amongst the seven golden candlesticks with holding the seven stars in his hand. And then Revelation 2 and 3, it's the seven letters to the seven churches. That is the things that are, because when John received this revelation, it was in around 95 AD under the reign of Domitian, the Roman emperor at the time. Domitian had exiled John to the Isle of Patmos. And so it was here that John receives this revelation. And by this time, John's an elder in the church. He's probably in his 80s or 90s at this point. He receives this revelation, and Revelation 4 onward is the things which shall come after. So when John is called up to the open door, in heaven, he goes up and he gets the, the scene of the throne room, the glass sea. He sees the, the 24 elders surrounding the scroll, uh, surrounding the throne. And in that, and in that point, he sees Jesus as both the crucified lamb that was, looks like it had been slaughtered, mm -hmm. as well as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm -hmm. So, the angel cries out in Revelation 5, who is worthy to take the seven seal scroll? And the scroll is the one that the, the father's holding in his right hand. Well, that really 
signifies the importance of what Jesus did. He was our kinsman redeemer. He was both 100% God, 100% man. And in that dual role, if you will, he served as the only one in all of creation that was worthy to take the seven sealed scroll. Mm -hmm. So Jesus takes the seven sealed scroll. And then at this point, he begins to open them. And as he opens these seals, a judgment is unleashed upon the earth. It's unknown to us, really. He opens the seal. Is it done sequentially, like right after one after the other? Or is there a time between them? And then how that how that opening there in the eternal realm correlates to uh, playing out here and being executed in the uh, natural, physical realm. So if he opens seal one, um, and that immediately happens on the earth, and then he goes to open seal two. Is there a time built into the, the difference between seal one and seal two? We don't know. The Bible doesn't describe it. But we can go through the orders of how the seals are open and what those imply for judgments upon the earth. The first seal, of course, unleashes the rider on the white horse. We have come to understand this as the Antichrist. He is the man of sin. He is the world's final political leader who will be an authoritarian despot, the likes the world has never seen. And speaking to him specifically, he will be the personification of this beast system that, that becomes the, the final world government.